Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Parents Panel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host, uh, where we're going to uh, talk to some of our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents and employees who have kids about their experience traveling with kids and, and sharing stories and hopefully sharing some useful advice with all of you. I am thrilled to be joined this week by Dreams Unlimited Travel agent Elaine Edwards. Hi, friends. Director of Marketing for Dreams Unlimited Travel and in charge of all things Diz-related, Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And producer of all things Diz-related, Dreams-related, World-related, producer extraordinaire, Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. I don't know. You didn't seem to think that was a good introduction. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for joining me. Um, I don't know what's happening in the ether of the internet. I don't know if people like this show, don't like this show. I don't care. I'm doing this just for me. I'm, I'm learning a lot, as folks know, from other shows and, and listening to uh, thing, other things I do. I do not have kids, but I love kids. Uh, I especially love kids that are not mine and living in my house. So it's always great to talk to parents about how they travel to Disney, their concerns, their issues. And, and I learn stuff, right? Because I am in charge of a travel agency and we are catering to everybody. We are trying to make sure everybody has a great vacation. So the more I learn, the better my uh, skill set is to help the folks who are traveling with us. But of course, I am not an expert on, on children. So we are going to bring in more and more folks who have kids and can share their stories with us. So we're going to start by uh, going to our new folks, the folks who haven't been on this, on this particular show just yet. I want them to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about their Disney background, their Disney story, and about their family dynamic. And hopefully that'll give you all a chance to relate to them and, and get a feel for how they sort of match up with your family dynamic. So I'm going to start with Elaine. Link, tell us about you, your Disney story, and your family. Yes. So my first trip to Disney World was when I was two, and my parents brought me. And they brought me all throughout my childhood, almost every year. Um, on the very last day of school, we would then leave and drive down. I do live in the Midwest, so it is a two-day drive. So we would drive all day for two days. And when we got here, we would always stay in like Motel 6. Or sometimes if we were really splurging, we'd stay at the Stuper 8. And we usually would spend a couple days at the parks at Disney World. We would go to Universal. Um, and then we'd usually go over to the beach and go to Kennedy Space Center, uh, that kind of thing. And we would always leave right after the 3 o'clock parade. I never saw any fireworks at Disney. <laughs> have Pizza Hut for dinner, all that fun stuff. So it's very different from how I travel now. Um, so I did that all through growing up and then got married, had a kid, and it's like, okay, it's time to go to Disney World. And then I discovered you could stay on property. You could <laughs> eat in the parks. I mean, this was like a whole new world to me. And I just completely went a little nuts. And we you know, kept having more kids and kept coming to Disney World. And so I now have three boys 
And their current ages are Max is 21 and Riley is 15 and Eric will be 12 at the end of this week. And 21, so, 21, did you say? 21, oh 15, and 12. I remember so, when they were all tiny, tiny little children. They, all three of them are taller than me, which is very weird. Um, to have three boys that are all taller than you. And I consider myself a tall person, but they're all huge. Um, so traveling as a family of five at that time was a very different dynamic because the world is not meant for a family of five, especially in travel, because hotel rooms don't hold five people. You know, the even all of the rides typically see two, two, and two. So it was a really interesting dynamic to figure out and manage how you travel with five people because it was just, it was, it was a lot to kind of figure out. So that was an interesting circumstance through all of our travels with them. Um, and along with that, my middle son does have autism. And so that has been very different. His first Disney World trip was when he was two, um, all the way up to now, and they look very different. You know, my kids have been to Disney World. They've been on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, we were lucky enough we got to go on the Galactic Star Cruiser. And so all of those situations and navigating that as he has grown and how his needs have changed over the years has been a very interesting dynamic. Can I just, I want to question, I have a question for you. How many, did you mention how many brothers and sisters you have when you traveled? I did not, um, because they were all in high school when I was born. So they didn't come on our trips with us. So it was like oh, I was okay. an only kid. So. So that's why you find the dynamic different, you know, traveling with five as opposed to just you and right. your folks. We have three siblings and we were a family of six. We weren't really a family of six. We were a family of three because they were all out of the house. And I apologize. I interrupted you. You were talking about you guys have done uh, World and Cruise and Star Cruiser. Uh, ever done land? Have you been to Disneyland with the kids? So my kids have not yet been to Disneyland. They do definitely want to go. That's on our radar. And the next thing that they are really wanting to do is they do want to go on a cruise to Alaska. So that is our next um, imminent thing is that they really, really want to do that because it is something different from them. Um, so they're looking very much forward to that. And then now, as we travel now, you know, because I'm a business focused travel agent, I do go to Disney a lot where whether I'm going with my kids, whether I'm going by myself, whether I'm going for work, whether I'm traveling with my friends that are all adults, they're all very different trips. So now when I'm traveling with my kids, uh, I am now divorced. So I'm now a single parent traveling with three kids, which is a completely different dynamic. And it's a little scary the first couple times, but we've got it down to a science now. And now that my kids are older, it's so much fun traveling with them because it's not as stressful and they all get along fantastically and they get along the best when we are on vacation, which is why I love taking them to Disney World because they just get along so great and they have so much fun and they have all of their inside jokes that they do together. And it's just, it's a great time. We have a really great time together. I can only imagine. I'm going to share a little bit. I am uh, the middle of uh, three boys in my family. 
I am the middle. I'm the youngest. I apologize. I forgot where I stood in the, in the order of things. I'm the youngest of three boys, and there was always you mentioned inside jokes. We we didn't come to Disney as kids. We were not fortunate enough to do that. But when we did travel, it was always uh, this thing of kind of like you had your friends built in with you. So we had inside jokes and things we used to do and pick on each other and have a good time. So I imagine for them that must be a great experience. And I think about the memories they must make, you know, they're, they're making as they travel with you and with each other. It really, it really, and sometimes they just have me just laughing so hard because they love um, the Muppets. And so we always go to Muppets 3D. And anytime Sam Eagle comes on the screen, both of them or all three of them stand up, like slap their hands to their side, stand in tension and salute Anytime. <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> they feel like they need to be American and patriotic. That they can the standard. And it's just, it's hilarious. And I'm sitting there dying laughing. And they do it every single time. So it's just, it's they are so funny when they're traveling together. So it's great. That's great. Awesome, awesome. All right, I'm going to move on to Corey. I think many of you know Corey from our Tuesday shows and years of being on the podcast, but I'm going to let Corey introduce himself again from the aspect of his Disney story and as well as his family dynamic. I'll keep it quick. I have no, uh, 46 years. I have 46 years to summarize, but um, look, I grew up in a, in a Disney family. I'd say I was brainwashed and my parents did a good job of it. We, I'm from New Orleans, so we would skip Mardi Gras and come to Disney World because um, everybody gets off for work in, um, in New Orleans. So we would come to Disney World for Mardi Gras, and <clears throat> I'm coming off of a cold, so if I, if I sound a little stuffy, that's why. So we would come to Disney World, and Dixie Landings was where we stayed before it was Port Orleans Riverside. And that that's still... Uh, one of our our favorite resorts to stay at, um, a beautiful moderate. But my Disney story, what got me here was when I was at River Country, my dad remembered uh, me telling him I was coming down one of the slides and I saw a lifeguard. And I said, Dad, I said, I want I want a lifeguard for Disney one day. And so fast forward to 1997, I did the college program summer of 97 and I was a lifeguard at Blizzard Beach. So a little small goal, but I, you know, I achieved it. Came back summer of 98, just worked at Blizzard Beach for the summer, went back to school, LSU, and met my, my wife there. And I told her, I said, look, I said, when I graduate, I am moving to Orlando. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to work for Disney. I'm going to work, do something in in the uh, Disney capacity. I said, if you're still with me, why don't you just come with me? And luckily, luckily for me, she did. So she dropped out of LSU, moved to Orlando with me and finished her degree at UCF here. So that's how we got to Orlando. Fast forward nine years later, um, our first son was born. Our, our first child was born, Ferris. Uh, after Ferris Bueller's day off, and he's 14 now. 
and he has Down syndrome. So we have that sort of special needs um, uh, experience in the parks. And then our daughter Finley is 13 and she's typical. So we have a 14 and 13 year old. We don't really have a lot of information on traveling with our kids because we're local, but they grew up in the parks. We went through two, two kids with diapers in the parks. We had to navigate the double stroller, which I wouldn't wish on anybody. They have experienced Disney from infants all the way to, to right now. And Disneyland, their first time at Disneyland was this past August. So they've been on many cruises, endless times at Walt Disney World and Disneyland their first time, which was something special, but it was, it was a short, quick trip. We, we want to stay longer, but we did a little bit of Southern California mixed in with Disneyland. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at with, um, with our kids, how we got here and they, they're obsessed. Well, Ferris is more obsessed with Disney than, (laughs) than Finley. She's kind of grown out of it. She went through her whole princess stage and now she's just a teenager who wants to be on the phone, but Ferris wants to <laughs> do everything. Um, again, this is one of those things when you tell me the ages of your children and I go, what? <laughs> He's how old? Cause I remember them as babies. Of course. Um, I think we could, uh, we could take about an hour and a half and let's go through your shoe collection behind you. Cause I'm sure there are people <laughs> who are going to want to know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like little my personality behind me right there. A little bit of little bit of Disney, a little bit of shoes. Um, I am sure people are probably out there freaking out over your shoe collection. My vinylmations back there. I went through a whole vinylmation kick. Um, I was only collecting vinylmations that uh, you know fit in with my personality. So Donald Duck is my favorite. So I had to collect every single Donald Duck. And then there's like there's a Mardi Gras one in there and. Uh, just a bunch of other ones. Well, yeah. bad news. Apparently, vinylmations are coming back. Rhino sent me a oh. message about that the other day. I was like, oh, gosh, I, I thought these died forever. But, <laughs> Please. No, more plastic. <laughs> the must go away. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I did is I they have like these little these little cases, and I bought one case. And I said, all right, Corey, you're going to fill that one case up. And when it's filled up, you're going to just stop. That's going to be the end of your collection. Um and then I saw another one. I'm like, oh, well, I need another case. And so I have three cases now and I'm done, done. Uh, but I did the same thing with shoes. I just, you know, I just built a little shelf. I said that you're done. Then I kept stacking. I'm like, all right, you got to stop. John, anyway. I have my anecdote for this episode. Uh, don't let your kids buy anything that's collectible. Kevin and I were pin collectors and I have big plastic tubs in my garage with those black books with every inch of them filled with pins. And I have no idea what to do with them. I don't know how to display them. I don't know what I should do with them, but that was our obsession for the longest time. So Julie and I used to stick them, used to stick the pins on our visor in the car. Mm -hmm. So I was the driver my driver's side. It would be my pins and she, hers would be on the passenger side. It just, I don't know. Um, It was kind of fun. You know, Disney's very good at that, right? Disney's excellent. Yeah. You know, there's popcorn buckets and there's all these other things that people are collecting. And it's just, it's what they do. They're good at it. Um, Craig, I know you were on the last couple of shows and I think people have a good idea of who you are. You want to just give us a real quick recap of your family dynamic? I am 
No, absolutely. I'm still Craig, and I am still, as of this episode, married to my wonderful wife, Kylie, and I still have one son who uh, I think actually for the thinking about when these release since we uh, record them in batches but i believe the next episode i'll be able to say i have a one-year-old i believe at that point in time yeah it's when you time travel while recording uh, sometimes crazy things happen and you go from not one to one so that's uh, incredible yeah it it absolutely is and uh, yeah we we love going to walt disney world together as a family uh we love uh, we love going to Disneyland as a family. We will see if we love going to Disney Cruise Line as a family. Uh, Universal. Well, we all know the issues with Universal and kids. There's not a ton to do, but one day I'm sure we will love to go to Universal as a family. Yeah, I think that'll make excellent content for folks as well. I mean, you know, let's do a show where you guys actually go and you tell us about what are the limitations of universal and what, you know, why it's not right or is right or, you know, how you can work that through. Yeah. Um, thank you guys very much for taking the time to introduce yourselves. I know folks know you from other shows, but I don't know that everybody knows our, our family history. So I think that's a really great way to connect with folks. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to get it sort of, uh, zoned in with them and clicked in with them. So what I ask everybody to do the first time they're on an episode with me is I like to put you on the spot and make you come up with an anecdote, something that you think is sort of a cute story or a, or a little bit of something experience you've had with your family that maybe sums up your family dynamic or the things that you are um, used to dealing with when traveling to Walt Disney World or any destination. But, you know, I was hoping you guys would come with a little bit of something to help us understand your family a little bit better and and get a little insight into you. So I'll start with Elaine. Elaine, what do you have for us? So, um, as I said, when I was growing up and I came with my parents, it was a very different looking trip as what our trips look like now, where we stay on property, we eat on property, that kind of thing. And I wanted my parents to experience that. So for their 50th wedding anniversary, I said, you're coming to Disney with us so that we could all go together. Um, My parents with my kids, we could stay on property. So we got a suite at Art of Animation, so we could all stay together. And we all had the matching shirts every day. Big horde of us. So we decided that we wanted to go on Splash Mountain. My mom had apparently never had been on Splash Mountain. And we had to trick her to go on it because as we're walking by and you see the the logs coming down the waterfall, we said, no, that's not what we're going on. That's that's a different ride. We're going <laughs> to walk through attraction where you walk through it and you get to see the story. And uh, the, the kids were in on it. They were convincing her that it was a great walkthrough attraction. It's just like Small World, which is her favorite ride in the whole, you know, in Disney that we do Small World every single time with her. So we were going to we were going to walk through Splash Mountain and, and be able to see this story. So we're. We, you know, we're winding our way through the queue and she's like, yeah, this is fine. And then it's okay. Now it's time to get into the log. 
And she was a little hesitant. And I'm like, no, this is part of it. It's just like Small World. You float along and we see all of the characters and they're telling the story. It's just like Small World, Mom. So we get in and we're going through and then it's time to go down that waterfall. And of course, we had to buy the photo because we've got all of us in our bright highlighter, yellow shirts. We've filled the entire log. She has a face of pure terror because she's with my youngest son sitting next to her and he's two. So she's trying to protect him. She's in terror. It is a memory that we talk about all of the time, a very fond memory for all of us, except for her, of course. So it just, it really sums up that like they all, we work together as a team. Did you put her in the front? Did you get her in the, the splash zone, the perfect spot of the boat to get soaked? Um, I think she was in the middle because we definitely, we took up the whole car because it was the five of us plus the two of them. So seven of us. So we kind of just took up the entire car. I think she was in the middle, but I'm sure she got adequately wet. So, so it's, it's good to know that you're a family of tricksters and you're all mean. We are. And you're going to trick your mother. <laughs> So after the fact, was she? What, did she have a good time? Did she enjoy the ride, or was she mad at you? I mean, she's she is never going to go on it ever again, um, even when it changes over to Tiana's. I'm sure because my mother, my she is she is a very soft, gentle, you know, soft speaking, kind, wonderful woman, and that is not her kind of ride at all. She will never ever do it again. And every time we remind her that we did that, she just oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I do think there's some good advice in there, though. Uh, you know, you tricked your your mother into it, but I think uh, for you know, at least from my perspective right now, with Rory being so young, we are trying to get ahead of the the crying and outbursts because of being afraid of rides, and so like we're trying to brainwash him early on some of the scarier ones. So like his very first attraction at Magic Kingdom was Haunted Mansion, and. <laughs> Uh, we, when we were in Disneyland, you know, we, we took them on it out there as well too. And pirates. So added in the, uh, you know, the, the hills as well. And obviously dark and scary moments, but you know, we're going to just try to like beat that into him and repeat it over and over again. So by the time he's like two or three, there won't be that, that fear, hopefully, or we'll scar him and, uh, it'll do more damage in there. But, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like my parents the first uh the first trip they took us on that I can remember we went on you know like everything because I was finally tall enough. I did not like Splash Mountain. I remember uh, being terrified and I, I believe we still have the photo to prove that. The the ride photo of me just like eyes agape and clutching onto my mom for dear life but like space mountain i remember my sister was like seven and she was in tears getting off of it so terrified because it was her first like big roller coaster and i loved it so you know get get the kids started younger on this stuff before they have time to form opinions uh you don't you know i there was one trip i'll never forget where we were older it was probably somewhere in 2000 2003 where we we saw this kid like 
in tears because of Pirates of the Caribbean, like so terrified of it and crying nonstop. Got off the ride. If I remember correctly, he was still crying nonstop. And well, that's they're gonna have rough with any other thrill rides. And then like the very next day, we see them walking towards uh Tower of Terror. <laughs> Just immediately <laughs> we're laughing, saying, No, that's if he couldn't do pirates, this is not gonna go over well. So uh yeah, if you have the option get them going when they're younger and i think it'll uh it'll be a lot more helpful but you know what if i'm completely wrong about this later on i will probably be asking for uh extra patreon support to help for rory's therapy (laughs) to get over all yeah i was was gonna say start them start them early on getting used to those rides but also start your uh, therapy fund yeah (laughs) you start putting a little bit away every day for the therapy um I, I think that's great. I think that, you know, you also, people know their kids. My only sort of story I have around this is we, this was many years ago. Oh my gosh, it must be 20 years ago now. Uh, Kevin had a friend, uh, from New York, New York State come down with her son and he was a great kid and we had a great time and we went to Disney World with them and took them all around the parks. However, he expressed fear prior to getting on the ride. And she, I mean, he must have been nine, maybe 79. I don't know. I don't know how big kids are around the hood. And he said, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid. Please don't make me do it. I'm scared. And she forced him to do it. And I felt that that was not right. That didn't seem right to me. I think you should, you should listen to your kid. I mean, you know, Rory doesn't have a choice in the matter. At the moment. <laughs> but I think when they do have a choice in the matter, I think you have to kind of respect that. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. I've working in the theme parks. There was plenty of times where I witnessed the entire progression, like at Forbidden Journey at Universal, an attraction where you don't know what it is until you jump on it. And I've seen the progression of kids terrified out front. And as it gets closer and closer, like getting even worse and then getting off and like loving every second of it. So, you know, sometimes I feel like, there's instances where even if you know your kids and you're like, I'm not sure it, you never know what will connect, but I'll let the actual experts who have older kids and live through this actually explain. But from the, from the carnival workers perspective, sometimes you just got to push them on. (laughs) Gotcha. I'm going to Corey for that. Corey, what, what would you do? I mean, do you, do you sort of think to yourself, I know my kid and he might be afraid now or she might be afraid now, so we're going to do it anyway? Or do you say, listen, let's put this off for another time? Well, we kind of, um, we've kind of let the kids dictate that for, because uh, by the time we had kids, we were already, we have, we'd already done everything. And so it was now um, our opportunity to experience Disney through the eyes of our kids. And so we were, we were bringing them, like I said, like they were infants and a lot of these things they couldn't do with the exception of like, it's a small world and stuff like that. Ferris's first roller coaster was barnstormer. And I think I have some of the greatest expressions uh, from him on that roller coaster. And that just set him off. So Ferris is really into roller coasters. Finley, not so much. She'll do them. She'll do tower or terror, but it'll kind of mess up her, her day a little bit, but it was, um, I kind of let her tell us when she was ready to do tower of terror and like rock and roller coaster, Ferris will jump on that with me. Finley's like, no, I'll just, I'll sit with mom. Um, I, I will only force them to try f- different foods. 
they can always spit it out. But I, I won't force them into doing anything um, like a ride. Like for me, I'll do roller coasters all day. I just can't do like teacups. I can't, I can't do the spinning. It'll just mess, it'll mess me up. Um, so I wouldn't want somebody to force me on the teacups the same way I'm not going to force Finley on rock and roller coaster. But Ferris is all for it. Now, the thing with Ferris is that he's very sensitive to, to loud noises, the bangs of the fireworks and like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like he'll like it, but those, those gunshots, that just, that's not him. So we have to be sensitive and um, to, to his sensitivity pretty much. So we leave the parks before the fireworks or um, anything that we know is going to be like a loud, a loud bang. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really force them into anything. They, they've tried it all. They, you know, Finley gave it a go, but she's really not into it. Uh, Ferris and all the way. Ferris is in hundred percent in. Elaine, how about you with your, your boys? Is there ever been an instance where one of them said, listen, I don't even want to try that. I don't want to go on it. And then how do you, how do you do it? Yeah. I imagine that with, with older brothers, I know me with my older brothers, they would force me to do anything I didn't want to do. It didn't matter. I had no free will. So I'm interested about your family. Yes. Yeah, so I definitely encourage mine strongly to try something if they haven't done it before. Um, and like I said, with my middle son, Riley, um, and all of his sensory issues that he has, I did a lot of, he likes to know what's going to happen before it happens. So I do a lot of prep with him. If it's something brand new, I will fully explain the ride. I will show him YouTube videos of our rides because Craig does a great job of doing a lot of really great videos um, as far as rides and shows and that kind of first thing. First so person, <laughs> that whole first person perspective is huge. Right. Kids with uh, sensory issues and things like it that. Was, it it is a really great tool um, to be able to show them, like this is what it looks like. Um, so, and if I've done it before, I will explain to him. You know, it may go backwards at this point, or it definitely doesn't go upside down, but it's dark. And so, I try to explain all those things to him, um, and I really strongly enforce him. But I will tell you, he is very, very, very strong willed. If he doesn't want to do something, he does not do it. Uh, my oldest and my youngest, they are, they will do anything. They will do any roller coaster. They will do anything. So there are a lot of times that the two of them will go on a ride together and Riley will say, not doing it. And so I will sit out with him. Um, and the two of us will go do something that he wants to do. And so we've done that many times. There has also been times, you know, now that he's 15. I don't have to stay off of it necessarily with him. If it's something that's a short wait, he is perfectly fine with the three of us going on something. And if you have ever seen any photo of my child, you will see that he always has a book with him. He takes a book into Disney World with him. He takes a book everywhere we go. And so he is more than happy to sit at a table and read a book while we go on a ride. It's what he likes yeah. and it's what he's doing. He entertains himself. So yeah. we, and that now that he is old enough to handle that, um, he has started doing that as well. But yeah, so it, it's sometimes we just we have to split up because he is so strong willed at this point. He is not going to do it. It does not matter what I do. Yeah. He's not going to ride. We did um, before we went to Disneyland. I was watching a couple YouTube videos with Ferris of the Incredicoaster because that's a pretty intense one. But he 
you know, he was so excited. I mean, that's all he talked about. And so, you know, we went by ourselves, left Julie and uh, Finley at the hotel and we went and did that. And he just loved it. But that is not something Finley would have enjoyed at all. Julie wouldn't have enjoyed it either. I was kind of a little <laughs> out of that afterwards, but he's embarrassed, you know, let's do it again. I'm like, no, bro, we're, that's it. Really? Once one and done. done. <laughs> um, Corey, you, I'm the sorry, really, Lane, go ahead. The really interesting thing, though, is sometimes their siblings can convince them to do something better than the parents can. Because there was a, there was a point in Hollywood Studios where me and my youngest were off doing something, and then my oldest, too, went to go do something. And Riley had never ridden Rock and Roller Coaster because that is in the dark and it goes upside down. That is nothing that he would ever do or like or that I even tried to make him do. And they can't, we all met up and we come back and Max said, Riley went on Rock and Roller. You know, I talked him into it. He went on it and he liked it. So from this point forward, Riley goes on it because his brother talked him into it and I wasn't there pressuring him either way to do it or not to do it. But his brother was able to get him to go on it and he did it. I'm sure there's also a little bit of, you know, hero worship there, right? You, your yeah. young, younger kids always look up to their uh, older siblings. I know I did. So if they did it. They were cool. So I wanted to be cool. Um, mm-hmm. Corey, did we, Get to your anecdote. Did you cover that in your in your talkings, or do, do we need to? Can we circle back around to that? Oh, um, well, well <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be uh, a good one or a bad one, uh, but it's a it's a pretty interesting story. And I forget how um, how old Ferris was or how old the kids were. I mean, but they were young. We were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, Savannah View. And anytime we have a balcony, whether it's on the cruise ship or a hotel room, especially on the, you know, but not first floor, uh, we pull all the tables back, pull the table back, pull the chairs back, just so kids aren't climbing and, you know, we, we have an issue. I was probably taking photos. Um, Ferris had already thrown a couple things off the balcony. Um, we were donating things. <laughs> and Julie's in the Julie's inside uh, with uh, with Finley. We had that's when the rooms had bunk beds, which was beautiful for us. So I'm on the balcony with Ferris. Uh, you know, chairs are pushed back, tables pushed back. I'm probably focusing on a giraffe or something. Um, and Julie's like, Where, "Where's Ferris?" I look. Ferris is he's not inside. He had crawled under the little divider and made his way to the next balcony. Um, Holy and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh my God. really, I'm focusing on a damn giraffe, and my son is crawling through the damn <laughs> underneath the, the divider. Um, that's probably a little bit of our family dynamic. I'm focusing <laughs> on photos, you know, get the shot. Finley's in with uh, Finley's uh, inside with Julie, and and Ferris is doing his own thing, being a little Ferris. Uh, but ever since then, I'm like, all right, uh, watch your kids, Corey. Watch your kids. There was another time, I think, um, uh, well, the, Julie was pregnant. I think I've told this story before. And the American uh, Adventure Bathrooms, before they were redone, and Julie was like, she was very pregnant. And she, this was during Food and Wine Festival, and she had to use the bathroom and the line for the women's bathroom was crazy. The line for the men's bathroom was not bad. 
So I I had to sneak her in. Not sneak her in. I mean, I just walked her right into the men's bathroom. I'm like, sorry, guys. My wife's got to go. Um, there's nowhere else. The line's too long. And I remember like a week later, I received an email into the podcast account saying, I, I saw Corey sneak Julie into the men's bathroom at Epcot. I'm like, oh, geez. People are always watching. Um, and that kind of let me know that you know, when we started bringing our kids to the parks that, all right, just make sure you don't yell at them. <laughs> it's because you never know who's watching. <laughs> uh, be bad. Well, yeah, I, you know, uh, the fact that you have spider Ferris who's swimming right? from balcony to balcony, probably a good time to, to, to stop the show before child services burst, burst down the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I know, right? Away. Um, guys, thank you very much for participating in this episode. I truly appreciate it. I enjoyed your stories very much. Uh, we're going to do another one with the both of you. So um, uh, hopefully we'll get into a little bit more in-depth conversation. We were doing really great, and I enjoyed what you had to say. Thank you both, uh, Elaine and Corey, for joining us. And, Craig, you have no choice. So thank you as well. <laughs> thank you, everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week. We hope you have a great vacation with your kids. Mm-hmm.